Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. Hey. It is Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel today on a beautiful Thursday in the city of Chicago. Beautiful despite the rain. How is it beautiful in Chicago if it's rain? You want me to tell you why? Yeah. Because it's December 28th and you'd much rather it be rain than snow, my friend. That's a good point. GP. So it's beautiful. GP. Good point. No, no, no. OPB. Oak Park boys in the building. We done boys. (laughs) That we are. All right. And now, you know, in the morning, they do the pick six. We don't do that. That's right. (laughs) We do something much different. Much different. (laughs) It's like McDonald's and McDowell's from coming to America. (laughs) (laughs) They do the pick six where they ask some questions. We do. That's a great question right here on 670, the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. Uh, that, that's a good question. Interesting question. Very, uh, very good question. Great question. And that's what it is. Mark Grody has three questions for me. I have three questions for him. He does not know the questions. And I don't know the questions. At all. But we also, uh, you know, we like to read some of the text messages that come in because, you know, we want you to participate as well. Your thoughts on these as they come in because they are some hard-hitting questions. Groats, I believe you went first yesterday? You went first yesterday. Sounds like you're going first today, my friend. That's right. That's right. I keep track. I have a piece of audio for you, Cheating. You're cheating, bro. How is this cheating? I know this bit gets better every day that we do it. What are you talking about cheating? Now you're taking it to the next level, bro. What, I got to have a guest, a special guest, saying my question or something? No, this is not a special guest. This is a piece of audio. All right, all right. Because I could just, I could have just read the audio. I'm here. I'm here I've got this for you. I would like to play... A piece of, if that's okay, we just, can just sit so, there and eat carrots. Tomorrow, gonna tomorrow I'm going to have Justin Fields read my question. Oh. So this is a piece of audio from Justin Fields ah! that I would like you to listen to. And then I will ask a question. All right, I'm ready. Full context. You need context. Go ahead, Sean. With two games left in the season, do you think you've been put in the position to, to use your skills the best you can? By the coaching staff, you have uh, you know three weeks in the season was a subject of conversation. Chase Claypool question. Yeah, I have. In what ways? All the ways you can think of: um, passing, running the ball, um, play action, um, all of that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chase. Chase Claypool got <laughs> got got fired first for that, right? He knew um, exactly what he was saying right there. You ready yes. for the question? Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so listen, let me ask, answer the question before you answer it here. Has Justin Fields been put in the mm. best position? And 
do you believe Justin Fields when he says that he has? Has Justin Fields been put in the best situation? No. Everyone knows that, right? But here's the thing. We're all grown-ass men here. See what I'm saying? When you get put into a situation, a high-leverage situation, a high, high-profile position, you have to deliver. It doesn't, like, this isn't, th- th- you're the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. You are not to be coddled, right? Like, if you take, yes, no, this is not Jacksonville. This is not Cincinnati. Where they, this is not that. This is Chicago, where, where we crave a high-level quarterback. And when we feel you are to be that, then we hold you to that standard. That is the that is what we do here. So have they given them everything that needs to succeed? No. But damn, who who gets that luxury? Who gets that luxury to have everything lined up for them beautifully, so that that all they have, you know who, who you know who does that? The children of magnates, the children of wealthy people. <laughs> They're the ones that have everything lined up for uh-huh. them. Outside of that, tough tees. <laughs> Rise above. <laughs> you got to do what it, you're bro. Saying. Rise above. Okay. Make somebody better. And do I believe, the second yeah, part of the question yeah, was, do I believe Justin Fields when he says that? No. Listen, nonverbals. There, there are there are nonverbals in verbals. Here we go. Right? Yeah. So even though you're saying something, right, you can listen to the, the rate of speech, the volume of speech, things that you can listen to to try to assess whether or not a person is telling the truth or, or being honest with what their answer is. Now, it could have been he's just tired of the line of questioning. You cannot come to a definitive answer based off of that. But what you can say is, if you play Justin Fields' answer at the back half of that question, which, by the way, shout out to that reporter because that was a great line of questioning there. He's like, play actions, RPOs, passes. <laughs> it's like, bro, so, so no, I don't believe him. He's also been he's doing hurt, the right thing. He also got asked that question earlier this year. Of course. And he, he feels like he was burned and taken out of context, and he, he summoned again. us all to his locker. All right, give me my ding. What you got for me, man? You got audio so for me? You can stop asking that question. Pistons now have lost 27 straight games oh, and are yeah. one of the worst teams in NBA history. You've seen a lot of sports in your time, Mr. Mark Grody. What is the worst team you've ever watched? You know, the 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 Philadelphia 76ers team. The process the process team? <laughs> that owns the record, right? I think they lost 29 in oh, is a that, row. Is that what it is? Okay. That was pretty atrocious. Lions, 0-16. Yeah, the Lions, led by Rod Marinelli. That was pretty Clay, Clay Harper was on that team. It was, you know, poor Clay. <laughs> poor Clay. Poor Clay. Hey, man, nine-year career in the NFL. He, he overcame. Yeah. He did. There was a Cubs team. In the nineties, I, I can't. I don't have the, the year. Cubs teams before the before the World Series run. Oh, well, before that window. Yeah, I mean that lots. was bad baseball. Oh well, yeah, the hundred lost teams. But there's also a team that started. I think was 0-16 one year, and that was like I remember. That's obviously before social media and all that. And I remember Dave Kaplan back in the day going on CNN and to talk about. I just remember that being a big deal. As the Cubs are national news because <laughs> they're that horrible. But, yeah, some of those Cubs teams previous to that, I mean, there's been some pretty god-awful. The, I think it was a 3-13 and 13 season under Dick Duran uh, with the Chicago Bears. My soul hearing that me. was a pretty awful team that okay. I had to endure. So those are some such examples. Feel free to text that in. That's a good one for you while you're listening in. 312-644-6767. Worst team you've ever seen. You ready for this one? Uh, I'm always ready. I got another question. I'm going to leave the audio out because you seemed offended no, by that no, last no, no. time. So I'm not even going to. No, no. Just be better than me. That's no, what no. you are. Yeah. 
Just own it for the day. Do you think I was trying to one up you with that audio? You think that that's you and I are overachievers. We st- we are studious that's, individuals. That's true. So, I thought you'd be impressed. You know, but apparently not. So um, I, came, I came up with the music and he added audio. You see what he did there? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We don't talk about everything backstage. Who is going to have the bigger game tonight between the Bulls and the Pacers? Miles Turner, mm. the center for Indiana, or Andre freaking Drummond. Ooh. Yeah, Miles Turner had 20 and 11 against the Bulls on October 30th. We know what Andre Drummond did last night, 24 and 25 Tuesday against Atlanta. Yeah, I think going to be a good matchup. Like, I would say, you know, the game against Atlanta, I don't think they were talking to Clint Capella and saying, hey, man, Andre Drummond, you better get a body on that guy or else he's going to eat you up. I think today they're like, hey, Miles Turner, did you see what he did to Clint Capella? Put a body on him, or other people put a body on him, and I think that's going to be interesting. I think what you got to be focusing on today when it comes to Andre Drummond is how many minutes he's going to play. Played a ton the last game. Uh, if, he, if he doubles back and gets, you know, 30-some minutes, then he's going to play well. But I just can't imagine him having a, a repeat performance of the last game. Right, if you're any kind of coaching staff, you yeah. probably figure out a way. Or it could be one of those things, too, though, where it looks like, ah, it's kind of a flukish. He's not going to do that again. But I mean, I, I think he could put up, like, 15 and 15. Yeah. I mean, I think he could always get 15 rebounds, right? <laughs> like, But I think it's going to be more like, here it is right now. Here it is, prediction. Seven points and 16 rebounds tonight for Andre Drummond. Okay. I don't know about Miles Turner. Okay. I think he'll outscore. I mean, that's pretty hit him, hit a he, that's, that's not really hard to predict. I do believe that Miles Turner will okay. outscore Andre Drummond. I love that one. Got another question for you, Groats. Yeah. That's a great question, and I'm glad you brought that up. Michigan's going to take on Alabama on Monday, 4 p.m. One, do you think the winner of that game is going to win the national championship? And two, mm-hmm. do you want Jim Harbaugh as the next head coach of the Chicago Bears? Wow. Um, yeah, I do. I think Alabama is going to do it. I think that because nobody wants it, and they're the no. team that squeaked in over Florida State. I think Alabama takes because that's what happens with SEC Big Ten matchups yeah. anyway. So I do think that he is that that yes I love I love that question because it's an easy yes for me. The other one is is um, no I do not want Ooh, Jim Harbaugh to be in. the hey, head coach. Shame. No, yeah I do shame. not. Uh, listen to me though, this is a very complicated answer I'm about to give you. I don't want Jim Harbaugh to be the next head coach of the Chicago Bears just because of the Jim Harbaugh baggage. I don't want I don't want that dealt to have to be dealt with here and it could be like a bad marriage with the Bears. It just it just seems like he is too, too bougie? quirky. I, bougie might be like a good word. You wouldn't have as much access it. to him. No, I don't, not even that. Like I I'll leave oh, me okay. personally out of it. Like I'll do my job no matter what and we'll try to create a relationship with Jim Harbaugh if that is the case. However, this is where it gets complicated for me. I would like a guy like Jim Harbaugh who is in full command, who has a resume of big-time success, and he does. I don't deny the success of Jim Harbaugh. I just think he might be a menace over at Hallis Hall and not be a team player with Kevin Warren, with whomever, you know, with Ryan Poles. I just just think it would be a bad marriage, but – I would, I would, res- this is wild. I would respect the Bears for hiring him because they've always been afraid to hire real head coaches. Someone with, a, with an opinion. I would say this: there is uh, an individual coaching right now who was, who was, Dan Campbell was on the 0 16 Lions as well, and was he? Right. I don't know. You, you might. I think I, I might. I might have just learned something from I th- you. I, th- I think. I think. I think I saw that. Okay. Read that. I um, love learning. But he right has the passion of a lion. And that's why I feel like he 
is someone that ownership can get behind because they understand he's won the jersey. He has a love for the jersey. And I think for me, with Jim Harbaugh, you know, that's why I'd welcome it. Because I know he's not just coming in here like, hey, I'm some amazing coach and I'm, I'm just amazing. No, it's like, I'm an amazing coach, but check this out. I want to lend my talents to this team. The same way he did with Michigan. Yeah. The same way he did with Michigan. He loved Michigan so much that he wanted them to be in the conversation year in and year out. But what, at what point, like, I can see, like, two years in, he wants a, an extension or he's going to leave. Give him an and, extension. He's going to go take over for Nick Saban at Alabama no, when, when not, Nick Saban retires. Not, not, you want to know why? Because the Bears' window will still be open. And he'll still be coaching a very good team that can compete at the top of the NFC. That's another great prediction that you just threw out there. The Bears' window will be open. Boy, I didn't know that. So the Bears, you do you have confidence. You just said an hour ago that Montez Sweat signing. The, oh, no, that was Dan Bernstein. Yeah, No, the, no, the, you're the, right. Dan you're Bernstein, right. The window open There's then. a defensive window that's open. You're right. You got I, me. I think the Bears are you two years me. away. I think next year they're going to be able to They're going to try to get into that. Like, we're really good. Probably, maybe make the playoffs. But the year after that, for sure. Bears okay, are going to be that good. All right, give me that ding. All right. I got a question for you, man. Ready. I got a really good question. Gabe and Grody, 670 to score, filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here. Here's what I got for you. It's a great question. <clears throat> Looking outside, we were just talking about the rain, snow. It's a great statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good stuff, isn't it, by me? <laughs> it's a great laugh. Um, yesterday, we also talked about how you and I are pretty, like, we're very into music, part of why we get along. That is true. I want you to answer this question, and then I'll give you the answer. But what, what do you think is the best song about rain? What is your favorite song about rain? And if you need time to think, I no. can give you mine first. No, okay. no, no. What's your favorite song um, about rain? All right, a couple come to mind. Um... The first one is. You can give me a couple, yeah. Yeah, the first a lot one is of great rain song. Is by SWV. Rain down on me. That's oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, I'm thinking of, uh, I think it's Tevin Campbell. My that sings that. I love. Do you ever dream of candy coated raindrops? I might not know okay. that song. I'm a lot of R and B. Shout out to my sister for all of my R and B love. But yeah, those would be the two that I would okay. say. Okay. And Purple Rain by, oh, uh, by uh, oh, that should have been your top one. <laughs> I just did. That was too easy. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. I uh, have two. Hold on a second. Hold on. Number one is oh, your audio. <laughs> I, well, get ready. Get I, ready. You're kicking my ass. I in know. This thing, I man. know. It was. I had. It was just a little while. I was walking down the hall with Shady, and I told him that's why he ran into that studio. Uh, but anyway, first of all, I just thought of this one too. Actually, okay. this might usurp my actual answer. Can't stop the rain by Shaquille O'Neal, even though it's R E I G N. Do you remember that song? Can't stop the rain. Can't stop the rain. <laughs> oh, Missy Elliott, speaking of can't stop the rain. It's no wonder I can't stand the rain. Okay. I'll see you. Here it is. None, here. Of, these, none of these are yours, by the way. Here, here <laughs> is the greatest song about rain and whatnot. With little Miss Sunshine, Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart. Okay. And we'll never be worlds apart. Now, see, this is the real reason why Grody and I get along. Yeah, you like the B ninety six music. That's I was literally I was listening to this on my drive in without you today. This came on, 
And I always wonder, too, maybe I should ask you this question. Under My Umbrella by uh, Rihanna. Shout yeah. out to Agenda Salvo of NBC5, okay. who does travel. We, that, that was our friend song. We were, we, oh. we're, we're still friends. Long time ago, we used to hang together, and we've gotten a lot of trouble together. Uh, neither of us drinks anymore. <laughs> but, but I have to say. You should stop this story right now. Shout out, yeah, you know, I'm halting it. No, it's all good. Right it's now. all good. Dump it's it, dump it, dump it. Dump, 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 dump it. But no, I was listening. Yes, it was B96. And this song was on as I was driving. I was on lower. It was so perfect. It was lower whacker. The song it sounded so perfect to me in my ears. So there you go. Okay. Do you guys play songs about rain on rainy days? Like do those go into the? I don't want to give you the radio secrets. I'll tell you that during the commercial break because I don't want to break people's hearts. All right, last one. Give me the ding. Thank you, Sean Sears. Last question. Uh, The segment's called. That's a great question. Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. This one here. Good question. Last week, you could have gotten Lamar Jackson at plus 450 to win the MVP. Plus 450. After his victory over the Niners, he jumped up to minus 200. Trailing behind him, Christian McCaffrey at plus 425. Do you think Lamar has this thing locked up? Or the starting running back slash cornerback on the all-white team has a chance to win MVP? (laughs) Or is it a lock for Lamar? Well, you put me in a bad situation here. I don't know if I answered your question or not. I was thinking about Christian McCaffrey <laughs> because I'm a white guy, so I no. support the white guy. Did that- you hear that one video when it was supposed to be like Rashad Mendenhall said, like, all black team versus the all white team? Oh, yeah. And the guy's like, Christian McCaffrey running back. Da, da, da. He's like, all right, on defense. I know you guys are wondering, how are we going to play cornerback? Christian McCaffrey, you got to play both sides of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I thought could. it was great. And he could. Um, boy. Yes, yes. I, I, yes, what? Uh, yes, Lamar Jackson. I do think. I, I think. Because he's a quarterback, first of all, and he has been terrific. And so I, I do think, yes, I am going to say Lamar Jackson. Okay. Yeah, I, I, to me, I am disappointed in myself for not taking Lamar Jackson at plus 450 last week because I was, I was on the better angle, a gambling show that was not on 670 The Score. Yeah, I listen to it all the time. <laughs> I was on with Clay Harbor. And Under my we umbrella. Were t- <laughs> we were Ella. talking about it, and I was like, well, whoever wins this game is going to be the front runner for MVP. And so I, I thought the Ravens would win. And so I was like, why didn't I bet this plus 450? Yeah. And now I'm thinking now I'm thinking there might be a sympathy vote for Christian McCaffrey, like the Steve Nash mm. effect, where it's like, hey, man, this you know, this – person doesn't win this too often or have the opportunity to that's true right like it would be like a running back at the you know? part that's exactly exactly well then that's why i, I was not saying because he was white i was no, saying I know, running back i know i know i i was that's why i said lamar jackson it was because not because i was overcompensating as a white guy wanting to pick <laughs> the black no white guy guilt coming in yeah, right there. <laughs> well, i got a lot of white guilt but in this case it wasn't that this was the quarterback and i think that I think that Lamar Jackson is well-liked around the league. I think that he is, like, the media loves him. I think everybody loved it when he got it. What was it, in the second year that okay. he got the MVP? Yeah. So I do believe that some of that matters as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Yeah. Sierra. That's a great question. That was a great question. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. I yeah. know. We, I, we Blame it on the rain. Like, how do we not? Blame it on the rain. Oh, that's a good question. That was a good one. Can't and then, the obviously, I, I said t- I said Tevin Campbell Clearly got that wrong. So for real. Dick no question. Rain. Shout out to all my R&Bers that are out there. Yeah. Who will stop the rain by CC Art? Oh, new edition. Can you stand the rain? How I mean, about how about this one? Well, actually, my my number two would be, believe it or not. It's raining men? No. <laughs> <laughs> that came in on the text line as well. <laughs> okay. It's raining men. Um, the Arrhythmics. 
Here comes the rain again, falling on my head like a melody. Out. I'm out. Really? Uh, I, unless I have to hear it actually sung by the person. Yeah, well, I don't. I'm not. Pro- I'm probably not doing it justice. But that is a classic okay. song. Yeah. Chocolate rain, rain by the Beatles. There's some other ones on here. I know rain by the Beatles. people out here, man. Terry Hummer. Chiming in here. 98 99 Bulls, worst team I've ever seen. I knew there was a Bulls oh, team. Oh, God. What in was there. I thinking? Yeah. Like, wow. I didn't I mean, go to the Bulls. Some bad basketball. Ooh, I remember the year that the Bulls got Tyson Chandler, Eddie Curry, Eddie and Curry. Jamal Crawford. Remember? Mm-hmm. And Maybe that was. Bulls. Yeah. And I remember this is what I remember about it because I, I covered some of that team. Okay. They started off the season four and two. And I remember the celebration that was being thrown in this city because they were. Eddie Curry winning. and Tyson Chandler. Yeah. Well, oh. not just because those guys were here, <laughs> literally because they were four and two. And I remember an out of town guest being on. And I, I don't remember the show. I don't even remember the station, quite frankly. But somebody said, boy, man, this is embarrassing for Chicago. You guys are, after all that winning, you guys are celebrating a 4-2 and two start to your season? I remember that 4-2 and two start because it was right before the circus trip. Oh, yeah. And I remember thinking, well, this is not going to last long. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, they always it won, didn't. like, maybe two games <laughs> on that circus. Yeah. That. Tyson Chandler went on to have a nice career as a defensive he player. He but Eddie Curry just, wee. Well, the heart thing. And, yeah, no, know. it was unfortunate, man. It really was. And I remember Shaquille O'Neal having some respect for Eddie Curry and thinking, yeah, this, this you know, he could be it, man. Um, no, I, I, was, lo- I loved what I, they were I, trying to do. I always thought it was a bad idea that Eddie Curry came to Chicago, not because I didn't think Eddie Curry was a great player. I just thought being so close to home would, you know, sometimes like when, like a co- like when you're going to college, you, you, you want to push the kids to go away, you know? Know what it's like to live on your own in a dorm, yep. fend for yourself. Your mom's not here. You gotta you become an adult quickly in those situations. When you're here in the same city, you kinda you know, there's a crutch. Unfortunately, that's why a lot of the high schoolers in Chicago that you know, we we're talking about that yesterday with Cam. Yeah. They uh, they all split. Oh, they, I thought it was leave. because I thought it was because they're giving them money. That could there could be <laughs> okay. that too. Right. Yeah, that could right. be too. He's Mark Grody. Yeah. I'm Gabe Ramirez. We are filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. Uh, don't forget, top of the hour, we got Dave Wanstat in studio for a majority of that four o'clock hour. But coming up next, we get to talk to Will McFadden from the Believe Network. He covers the Atlanta Falcons. Um, does he think? that Arthur Smith and the Falcons are ready to give uh, Desmond Ritter and a bunch of picks to the Bears right now Bears. for Justin Fields. There it is. You're really <laughs> pushing him to Atlanta, man. Why do you want him to leave and go to Atlanta so badly? Because isn't he from there? I just want people to go home, man. You know? yeah, that's true. He would to be, be comfortable. There. I he's just want from, people to be comfortable. You he's know? from the GA. In the best position to succeed. And that's what okay. I want him to be Okay. All right. In. Well, you should be a coach, See what man. I did there? Yeah. All right. Will McFadden joining us next. Bears. It's Gabe and Grody right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Jump, dump him, dump him, dump him. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Afternoons on the score. Well, you know they're, they're all terrific players in their own right, and uh, in the way they they extend play is a little bit different. You know, but the the thing that I think makes Justin so unique is he's such a powerful player once he gets going so he's hard to even when they get pressure guys have a hard time bringing him down um, so when he gets out of it like if you don't you're not strong you don't use fundamentals and you're not don't have rush integrity and when he takes off especially if the defense has their back turn then those are those are damn near been home runs uh, once he gets going so he's a powerful runner uh, so a little bit different in how they do it but they, you're right they're all play extenders we just got to have a good mix and you know talking about what the plan and being disciplined that's usually what it comes down to some high praise right there from uh, Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Hopefully he's knocking on the GM's door and telling him that very same thing about Justin Fields. <laughs> you know, so that, that way he could drive the price up. Um, <laughs> real quick, you know, you know what I was hearing right there? Uh-oh. Jim Boylan. Did that not sound like the former Bulls head oh, coach, Jim I gotta, Boylan? I got to be honest, once Jim Boylan left my, you know... <laughs> My lexicon, it was yeah, great. I, you, you let it go. I stopped thinking about him right. and his voice. Traumatic. I have traumatic so. brain issues, so it, it stayed with me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not talking about the content. I'm just talking about the actual sound of his voice. I thought that was, I was like, yeah. what's Shady doing playing Jim Boyle? I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> He's trying to do a fast one on us. Yeah. Um, uh, we are not trying to play a fast one on you tomorrow because all day you're going to be listening to a Four Seasons heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electric Football Friday, presented by your local Ford dealers, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. Of course, we're going to get you all set up for Sunday's matchup against the Atlanta Falcons, as we're going to do right now. Uh, and to do that, we welcome our next guest. Uh, he's joining us on the hotline, presented by Circa Sports Illinois. Uh, he is the host of Believe in Falcons on the Believe Network. Uh, Will McFadden is joining us right now. Will, what's going on, man? Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, I'm doing well, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Excited to uh, talk about this weekend's matchup. Yeah, and if you want to be just like Arthur Smith and head on up to the, the GM, maybe send him an email, talk to him about Justin Fields, praise him a little bit, maybe send him a little <laughs> highlight cut sheet. We wouldn't be mad about that either. Uh, do you think that there are a lot of conversations being had about Justin Fields, not only because he's your opponent this Sunday, but because he could be a potential candidate to be running the offense for the Atlanta Falcons next year? I mean, it's definitely a, a subject of conversation down here in Atlanta, certainly amongst the fan base, right? Uh, Justin Fields is a homegrown kid, uh, went to the University of Georgia for a brief spell. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think, I think a lot of people here would love to finally, you know, it was just such a tease for the crossover between Georgia Bulldogs fans and Atlanta Falcons fans and kind of the promise of Justin Fields and you get the rug pulled out. And then in that draft, the Falcons are certainly in the market for a quarterback. Justin Fields was a very hot name at the time linked here in Atlanta. So it does not surprise me at all that, you know, given the questions surrounding Justin Fields and his future in Chicago, that Atlanta, given its lack of ability to really find that next long-term answer after Matt Ryan, 
that Justin Fields is among the top names being discussed. I have personally, in knowing what I know about Arthur Smith's offense and kind of seeing how it's operated, have believed that they've been probably looking for a quarterback a little bit different than what Justin Fields currently is. However, I, you know, I think seeing this version of Arthur Smith's offense in 2023 and then comparing it to how it looked last year with Marcus Mariota and more of a run-based offense with a running quarterback in place, the last year's offense was much more interesting, much more dynamic in some ways. So I'm kind of starting to come around personally on the idea of a Justin Fields, a Lamar Jackson, but I do think you know, contract numbers, I, you know, I know he's still relatively cheap right now, but that that could factor into everything. But no, you're you're totally right in, in saying that Justin Fields is definitely being discussed down here in Atlanta. Well, we discuss Justin Fields every single day of our lives, Will. <laughs> that, that is bears. That bears that is what goes on here. That's what goes on with the fans. And then then we're off the air. We take that to, to social media. So why don't I get you wrapped up in it here, uh, Will McFadden? Um you're and I don't expect that you've seen every single game that Justin Fields has played. I know that you you are focused on what's going on with the the, the Atlanta Falcons, but well, what is your view of of Justin Fields, you know, even relative to what he did at Ohio State and what you've seen and heard of his work here in Chicago? Yeah, you know, it, it seems to me that, and I've watched a, a decent amount of Justin Fields' tape, but kind of the, the same issues that I had a little bit with Desmond Ritter, who was here in Atlanta, is just kind of once the ball is snapped and then all of these, kind of physical traits or abilities or talents that we talk about in a vacuum now all have to come together and in the span of whether it's two seconds, if you're talking about a quarterback or it's, you know, six seconds, if you're talking about the whole NFL play, like that all has to come together in the blink of an eye and then be executed upon in a way that, you know, positively impacts your unit. And it's kind of in that area with Desmond Ritter and with Justin Fields that I kind of feel like it falls a little bit short of our expectations. So maybe the sum of the individual parts when it comes to the player himself is a little bit lacking and that can be developed at the NFL level, right? You can kind of say, Hey, we've got these raw ingredients. If you look at a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes to just, you know, draw upon the very best examples in the NFL that can work. Jalen hurts is another good example that coaching can impact the quarterback position, but Sometimes you do just see that, hey, when the ball is snapped and in kind of that immediate aftermath, when everything has to be sorted out so quickly, that that is often the make or break time between, I think, the good quarterbacks, even the quarterbacks that surprise us. And there have been a number of those this year, Josh Dobbs, um, for example. But, you know, look at Joe Flacco, like any of the kind of backup quarterbacks that have come in it's usually their quick readability, the ability to get the ball out quickly and diagnose a defense and almost have a leg up on them. That's what concerns me a little bit about Justin Fields at this point in his maturation. And so I think you can overcome that if you are willing to really build an offense solely around that type of player. And obviously Baltimore is kind of the clear cut example with what they've done 
with Lamar Jackson, and they kind of started first and foremost with his rushing ability is going to give us a really high floor. And then we're going to kind of try to improve the ceiling each offseason from there on out and build around him and give him those weapons and maybe evolve the passing game. I think you could do something like that with Justin Fields here in Atlanta. And I think Arthur Smith is a coach kind of capable of building a run game that is centered upon the quarterback. We did see that last year and Justin Fields is far better than Marcus Mariota, but I do think that really to have success in the NFL and to have success in the playoffs and win a Super Bowl, you need to be able to win from within the pocket. You need to be able to still attack every part of the field with your arm, which is something I, I don't think Matt Ryan ever got enough credit for being able to do. It's why Kirk Cousins is still successful. Some of these really bland, vanilla, you know, mo non-mobile pocket quarterbacks, they are so good at attacking and stressing a defense in every single quadrant, the ones that are successful. And that's kind of what has always been lacking to me with a Justin Fields, or as we saw with Desmond Ritter here in Atlanta. And it's kind of, that is the, the Mendoza line, I guess, for quarterbacks. It, it really does separate the good from just kind of the average in this league. And so for that reason, yeah, he's athletic. He can run. He's got a big arm. DJ Moore is so much fun to watch him kind of connect with on some of these, these deep plays, but it's everything else that I still have questions about. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Will McFadden, host of Believe in Falcons on the Believe Network here on 670 The Score. Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. Uh, I, I look at this Atlanta Falcons team, Will, and I, I well, first I want to say Matt Ryan killed the Bears in many a fourth quarter. So we, we, we know his pocket presence well here in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> but but this, this Falcons team that, that the Bears are going to be facing on Sunday, uh, what what do they do well? Like, what is their best facet, like, in this particular uh, game we're going to see on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, something I would not have said uh, really at all during the, the later part of the Matt Ryan era, but maybe, you know, in 2008, that very first heartbreak uh, for the Bears against Matt Ryan, maybe it was true then, but it's the defense. It's Atlanta's defense. I mean, that is not anything – Anybody would have expected coming into this season, but the work that Ryan Nielsen, their new defensive coordinator has done, Jerry Gray, um, the secondary and kind of assistant head coach has done um, really has transformed this unit. And they are, I believe, sixth right now in points against, and they have time and again, shut down opposing offenses. They allowed their very first rushing touchdown to an opposing running back. This past weekend, Jonathan wow. Taylor got in uh, from the half-yard line on a third down when they started first down at the one-yard line and just ran the ball two straight times, got denied. So that right there is kind of uh, a little summary of just how tough Atlanta's defense has been. They've been getting takeaways. Jesse Bates has six interceptions um, this year. They had six sacks last week against Indianapolis. So I know that offense has really been kind of the calling card for Atlanta over the last decade plus, but this year it has been guys like, and they're all newcomers. So it's Calais Campbell, it's Caden Ellis, it's Jesse Bates, um, you know, D Alford at nickel and, and Mike Hughes. Those are two names that a lot of bears probably have not heard before, at least in relation to uh, being Atlanta Falcons. Grady Jarrett is hurt. He's done for the year. So you're not going to see him. So again, it's going to be just a lot of new names. Uh, the Bears fans probably don't know, but they've all added up to be a really, really good 
unit for Atlanta. I believe they yeah have only given up two touchdowns over the last five games. So all of their their games have been pretty low scoring. They've been very tight, um, and that is a huge testament to Atlanta's defense. So that is kind of the story of this Falcons team. If you're an opponent looking at how do you beat the Falcons, it's going to be hard to score points. And that's kind of the first time we've been able to say that in a long time for Atlanta. Yeah, I just I was just looking at there. They are allowing only 19.2 points per game, which in, in this uh, NFL, that is impressive. Top, yeah, that's top 10 stuff right there. As for the, the offense, you're right. I mean, that that is always it recently has been Atlanta's identity. I think a lot of us were anxious to see, you know, what's B. John Robinson going to do at the NFL level, even, you know, the continued development of Kyle Pitts. And then there's Drake London. Um, let's start with well, all three of those guys. I'd be, I'd like to hear your, your capsules of those guys because especially with Bijan Robinson, a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, I'll start with Bijan. And um, it's, so it's interesting because I, I kind of feel like one of the, one of the fair criticisms, but also if things had gone right, it could have been one of the big um, compliments levied at Arthur Smith is I felt like he's been playing a little bit of a long game all season and expecting the Falcons to reach the playoffs and then kind of, you know, make something happen from there because I do feel like he's been a little bit measured with the way that he's used the John Robinson and the, the rookie wall is a real thing. I've talked to a bunch of players over the years who have, you know, described the process of going from your last college season. You really have no off season because you're preparing for the co- combine and you're preparing for, training camp and everything like that. And so it's like 18, 20 straight months of going hard. And by this point in the year, the rookies are worn out and they are tired. So I feel like over the course of this season, they have somewhat managed Bajan's workload. And this past weekend, he looked as fresh as he has all year long. So I think that's a testament to what they've done. It's just that the Falcons are right now sitting outside looking in on the playoffs. And that's not where you want to be. And it's why he's Arthur Smith has gotten some criticism for not using his, his trio that you just named Mm -hmm. as heavily as he probably could, but on a per play basis, I mean, Bajan Robinson, he's not been the receiver. I think that a lot of people expected him to be in year one, but he is so good in a phone booth. He is able to make pretty much anybody miss. And I feel like even defenders who know what's coming at this point, and are kind of breaking down and setting up for that dead leg cut inside. It, it, it doesn't matter. He's going to leave him in the dust. His contact balance is so good for somebody who is not as, as kind of strong or, you know, just physically imposing as, as he is. So Bajan is still going to be a huge focal point for Atlanta in this game. He's going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, he doesn't have the breakaway speed, which is probably what separates him from uh, like a Saquon Barkley, if we're just going to name the the guy who's often compared to in the draft, but he will break off a 12 yard gain pretty much anytime he's got the ball. Right. So he is, is still a player that nobody here in Atlanta has issues with, even though the price tag or, or taking him as highly in the draft was talked about at the time. Kyle Pitts has come on strong lately. He had a, a touchdown reception in this last game on the very first drive which was as exciting to see as it was surprising to see. Um, He has not found the end zone nearly as much as everybody expected he would when he was drafted, but 
he is still a very difficult matchup for anybody in this league. And so I'm really curious to see kind of how the bears do decide to, to match up with him. I think, you know, Tremaine Edmonds, that's probably a little bit of a, a tall task um, given how he's played this year, but Kyle Pitts is somebody to, to keep an eye on over the next couple of games, because I do think as he's getting healthier from a season ending injury, he sustained last year. He is playing a lot better in recent weeks. So he could be an X factor. Drake London, if you look at his box scores week to week, they are very roller coastery. But I think a lot of people here in Atlanta feel that he is probably the most consistently good player of the three that I just mentioned. He is the player that it feels like even when the other two go through these long droughts of, you know, not being able to kind of take over a game. It's rare for Drake London to go just a month being totally absent. And when he is given the chance, he pretty much always is coming through with a big highlight reel circus type acrobatic catch or doing the routine things really well. He's good after the catch. He's, you know, strong in the run blocking game. He is a very well-rounded receiver. He's probably the lesser known of those three names, everybody knows Kyle Pitts. Everybody knows Dijon, but Drake London is actually maybe the most impactful of those three. And so I think he and, and Jalen Johnson are going to be a really interesting, fun battle um, on Sunday. Well, we most certainly are going to be watching all three of those guys. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Bijan can come through with some big yardage against this Bears defense who's been playing stout over the last couple of weeks against some of these A couple of good backs. defenses yeah. going to be playing. Well, yeah. Yeah. appreciate you jumping on with us, man, and giving us that insight. Uh, I look forward to a good game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, of course. Happy to uh, do it. It should be a really fun matchup. These two teams are, are so similar. So I really appreciate it, guys, and uh, best of luck to you on Sunday. Thanks, Thanks, Will. Will McFadden, host of Believe in Falcon on the Believe Network. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Great stuff right there. All right, coming up on the other side, we touched on it a little bit. Mark Grody was holding out the information who was going to be the Bears Good Guy Award, the Jeff Dickerson Award for players uh, on the team. Who, Which player ended up getting it? Mark Grody is going to tell us after the break. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabriel Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on The Score. Second down and eight. Blacko with pressure up the middle. Throws and it's intercepted by Jackson. Jackson inside the 10. Breaking tackles him down to the 2. Michael Dunn saves the touchdown, but Eddie Jackson's first pick of the year sets the Bears up with a first and goal. Coming up at the top of the hour, Coach Wanstat hanging with us. Make sure you're here for that. It's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. And uh, Remy Martin and The Score want to give you a chance to play hoops on the United Center Court of Dreams. I got to look my God. All you got to do is look for that Remy display at your local retailers. Scan the code. Enter details at 670thescore.com slash contests. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Speaking of excellence, that's the only way to describe the Jeff Dickerson uh, Man of the Year Award winner uh, for the Chicago Bears. First, tell me how, how it works, Grody, and how do they, you know, how, how do they designate who's going to win this game. Yeah, every year we, in the, the media room, anybody who is interested in voting, the writers, broadcasters, um, radio guys, who whomever, do they send the, Who do they send the votes to? The, to all of us. 
that we do it within. I think Patrick Finley is in charge of it. I was going to say somebody has to get the yeah, votes. Yeah, Patrick Finley. Yes, okay. Patrick Finley does that. So uh, shout out to Pat Finley. Does a great job with that. Somebody's got to organize us out there. It's a difficult task. <laughs> so. I, can't, I can't imagine a bunch of reporters in the room and then they're saying, you know, Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Raise your hand. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. No. We all we all email. It's not like private or anything. It's it's transparent. There's been some doozies of votes in the past, um, (laughs) for sure, with guys because some guys have better relationships with others, and so that's the way it's gone down. You know, like Cole Komet. You're snoozing on Jack Sanborn, right? Like like oh yeah. Do people do people try to push for a certain person ever? Uh, No, I've never heard campaigning, but we all discuss it. You know, it's not like you know usual voting. That goes on in the world. We all talk about, you know, like the, the candidates this year. But Cole Komet has wanted in the past. Uh, Robert Quinn, my guy, will he's wanted in the and past. What is the criteria? The criteria is just being um, really accommodating, going above and beyond in terms of the media. Um, so, like bringing wings to the media. Yeah, room. yeah, I'm sure Jalen Johnson probably got some votes because of that. No, I don't. It's not like that. It's just being, you know, being affable and being available. Because look, uh, a lot of times we're just a pain in the ass to the players, and True. and I understand that. Like, I don't. Uh, I'm not admonishing players that don't like dealing with the media. Uh, but there are guys that just seem to go out of their way to make sure that they're available on an everyday basis. Uh, like I said, there's been some really good winners and candidates in the past. So, yeah, we all we all get a chance to, to vote. And uh, this year's winner is Bear Safety Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson is the That's winner. That's why we played the highlight in the beginning. That is, the that's why that went down. And by the way, <laughs> BTW. It was Lawrence Holmes who guessed it the other day. Yesterday. Remember, went around the room. I had all of you guys yeah. put, scribble a name down. I think uh, Dan had Cole Komet. Um, who did you have? I said Cairo. I was being funny. Cairo. Oh Santos. yeah. Ky- well, no, actually, Cairo Santos is one of the best interviews in the locker room. But he is the kicker. So I mean, um, I, I don't think I understood the rules yesterday. So I just said someone who was nice as yeah. opposed to someone who the media thinks is nice. Right. So, right. Well, not yeah. that I would have said Eddie Jackson anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, Eddie Jackson. And let me just read this this tweet from Chris Emma because he put it very well. Uh, and we'll talk to Emma a little bit later on. Bear Safety Eddie Jackson was named the Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Award winner. It is presented on the two-year anniversary of J.D.'s passing as we celebrated his life at Hallis Hall. So uh, that that is from Emma. Eddie Jackson wins it. And I will say, like, Eddie Jackson, who's never been a bad guy in terms of the media in that locker room, has been very available to just about everybody for individual conversations on the microphone, off the microphone. Um, I think he has really accepted his role as the veteran in that locker room. Um, he's a guy who has put his anchor down in Chicago. Like he loves living here. You know, he, he, I think he probably, no matter where he ends up, I think he will probably live Mm. in Chicago. I think he's going to end up being one of those guys. And, uh, I don't think he knows if he's going to be around after this year. So I think that that all has added up to a guy that has just been very helpful this year in that locker room. So I, I believe that he he deserved it, and I think that's some of why he, he received it from all of us. Big congratulations to Eddie Jackson right there for winning the Jeff Dickerson Award, one that uh, he should uh, be honored to mm-hmm. have won. I voted for Jack Sanborn, by Says the way. Says a lot. Yeah. Figures. <laughs> I only vote for guys that are from Chicago. If, it, if I've, He was my first vote. Doug Kramer was my second Stop vote. It. My third Stop vote it. was T.J. Edwards. <laughs> on and on and on.
All right, uh, coming up next, we get to talk to Coach Wanstat. He is in studio, roaming the halls here at 670 The Score. Does he think that Eddie Jackson should get an extension next year? We will ask him that question on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Only the biggest companies get their commercials aired during the score's broadcast of the Super Bowl from Westwood One. The greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Score big for your business. It's a once-in-a-lifetime contest for one lucky business to get their 30-second commercial aired during the Super Bowl 58 broadcast right here on the score presented by Westwood One. Imagine your business's commercial beaming through our 50,000-watt blowtorch. Coast to coast and around the world, it is Super Bowl 57. Log on to 670 thescore.com slash contest to enter now and to see full details on this grand prize package. Deadline to enter is January 19th. Entrance must be 18 years of age or older, reside in Illinois, Indiana, or Wisconsin, either be the owner or employee of the eligible business. One entry per eligible business. Your business could get a 30-second commercial produced by The Score and aired during the Super Bowl 58 broadcast on February 11th. Log on now to 670thescore.com slash contests and change your business forever. This is it. The one you've waited for. The wrap-up year sales event at Riverfront Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. 300 new vehicles available or order your way. No payments for 90 days. No market adjustments and no dealer add-ons. Save today at Riverfront Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram and online at buy at riverfront.com. That's buy at riverfront.com. Hey, it's David Hoffer, FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 670 The Score. This holiday season, all your wishes are coming true on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Same game parlays give you a chance for a better payout. And with live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started. And when you do win, you get your winnings paid fast. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than the present to get in on all of the action. The app is easy to use with a wide range of betting options with player props, spreads, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash score, S-C-O-R-E, and kick off the NFL weekend the right way. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older and present in Illinois. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is now withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a style that no matter what time of the year is the right fit for everyone, every day. It's called a healthy lifestyle. And there's never been a better time than now to see how it can work for you. To get started, enroll in a Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois plan and get access to thousands of top gyms and studios starting at only $28 a month. This includes virtual personal training and other exclusive deals. We're talking about amazing offers and discounts every single day, 365 days a year. Enroll now at 365dealsil.com or call 1-800-605-7000 to access these money-saving offers. Once you're there, you can sign up for our Blue 365 discount program. It's just one more way. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is here for you 365 days a year through it all. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.